this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined oh my god again back by miss ebony williams you forgot my k david you okay. already know and I, I saw you thinking about it okay first of all my voice cracked and i forgot your k okay. unacceptable ebony k williams <laughs> you know what this just shows how comfortable i feel with you because you've been on here so many times Yeah, i think this is my third time it's fun i've dropped your k you've dropped my k pick it back up please david um what is going on tell me everything we are first of all we have 2019 vibes again we're back in the we studio are. i know it's so nice um Good vibes, man. Just coming fresh off of a Watch What Happens live appearance with Miss Shannon Bedore, which was so fun, actually. Was it fun? Yeah, I, mean, I had met seemed... her before. You did? Yeah, so that was my first time meeting her in person. But I, as Andy was yesterday years old when he found out I'm a day one uh, Real Housewives of Orange County watcher. Yeah, back in the Slade Joe days and, you know, the beginnings of Kodo Insurance, honey. Yeah. You also made a reference on Watch What Happens that, you know, Orange County put Housewives on the map. And I don't even know what's controversial about that. I mean, they literally started the franchise. That's also not in contradiction to what I said on The View when I guest hosted, which is reality TV in general was put on the backs of black women, right? And I said Nene Leakes by name. So for anybody that was confused, honey, there's no confusion. Reality TV owes, you know, its backbone to black women. 
separate and apart from that, when it comes to where I and many, many, many others were introduced to Real Housewives, that's OC all day. They were the first. I think it's the OC all day. I think the controversy is at BravoCon. Ramona gets up and says, and that's what I was referring to. Yeah, Yeah. and that's what I thought you were referring to. Of course, like you know, Ramona's kind of Ramona, which is you know endearing in its own way. Um, so it was just it was cheeky fun. People took it a little too serious. What? Okay, so before we uh, watch what happens, yeah, put a pin in that. Yeah. Well, no, because I've got a lot to say about Watch What Happens, but... Shocker, David. I just wanted to say congratulations. You're back on our TV screen. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, it's been... Um, you know, I knew a lot of this was coming, meaning like Beyond the Edge. We talked about it. We've teased it. We, you know, didn't know when CBS was going to, you know, kind of premiere. And and we had a great premiere. We, you know, at, we got the time slot that the network wanted, which is right after Survivor. Uh, and it would have helped on the front end had I seen, oh, I don't know, a single episode of Survivor to know a little bit of what I was getting myself into. But um, as you saw in episode one of Beyond the Edge, I was a fish out of water. You never, Jeff, not Probst, even not one, one really. episode. And then by the time I was approached by CBS to join this cast, and they didn't tell us who else was going to be on the cast. They just were like, you know, 10, it's supposed to be originally 10, spoiler alert, celebrities and da, 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 whatever. And um, I was like, sure, charity, absolutely, sounds great. I also wanted something so different from Roni coming off of just a very intense, you know, debut season experience. Um, and so I knew if I watched a season at that point, David, of Survivor, I might hype myself out of it. So I was just like, woo, 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 pack, let's go to Panama. And then the shit hit the fan. Li- maybe literally. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I think if you watch Survivor, you might have said, oh my God, what am I getting into? I probably would have said, no, I'm good. Yeah. Well, why did you say yes? But then? I'm glad I did. Okay, so I said yes for two reasons. I, I, I know it's like whatever, but it was my Safe Horizon, which is my charity that I'm, you know, if I, I'm literally on the board of directors. You know, it does, it could not mean more to me. Um, it's it's domestic violence. It's child abuse. It's um, men who find themselves victims of violence. You know, it's big. And if you're in New York, you know Safe Horizon. The work we do is phenomenal. Um, so that was huge. And not just the money, because, yes, we all thank God to be the glory could write a check for, you know, what we earned. Um, The visibility, you know, the promotional value of, you know, what CBS network primetime TV can put behind an organization like Safe Horizon, it'll change lives. So that's my big yes. The other was I, I was a little depressed, David, coming out, you know, off of all of that intensity. Um, of, you know, Roni's 13 and just and, and beyond that, you know, still coming off of, you know, healing from my broken engagement and, you know, finding my father and still not actually having a relationship with him, which, you know, we haven't talked a lot about. But, you know, we only have had that one conversation to this day, my father and I. And that's tough. You know, that's not how I thought that would go. That's not how I wanted that to go. Um, so it's just it was a lot of shit. And so when CBS called in August... No, maybe like June or July of 2021. I was like, I need, I need some change. It was my Shonda Rhimes kind of year of yes moment. Okay, where I just was like, this is so random. Of all the people in the world, they called me out the blue. I have to say yes to this. Why were you depressed from Roni? I mean, I, I really. I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, well, there's a lot of well, you, there's a lot of answers. There's a lot of answers. Could, yeah, yeah it's, it, actually, that's fair. It's not. It's certainly not one person. Let me be very clear about that. It's not one person. It's not one episode. It's not one thing. I think um, it 
it just all felt so heavy in a way that, and you know, we've had this conversation on and off air, David, you know, you know, I am so kind of maybe for some surprisingly optimistic around what like my goals were for the season, my goals for even the conversations as they relate to race and culture and share humanity. I just saw all that shit going in a very different direction and having a very different ending. And actually, if you watch the finale episode, we got there. We got that not because everything was resolved, but we got to like a place where everybody was finally able to put their guard down, let their hair down, let the titties hang out and have a good time. And then it was really the social media, the replay, the press, we all participated in it. And it just took us, I think, all to a pretty icky place. Yes. And that's why I also want to make reference. You and I sat down at the beginning of the year. Yes. Everyone's going to hear that episode too. Yes. We talked about that. And, you know, this might come out probably before, but that's kind of what we talked about. Yeah. There really was no controversy. No. During the show per se, everything was yeah. worked out. It was, really was after yeah. the fact. We had a great summer together as a cast in terms of like in the group chats when Lou's dog passed. Like it was all good vibes. Until literally like the second or third episode aired and, you know, people started responding to the conflict on the episodes that the girls, the women and I had moved past or through really. Um, And I I just think none of us were prepared for that. That's what you said. Yeah. And then the whole media and people putting stories. You've been in the media forever now. Not like this. Not like this, Dave. Like I've been in the news. I've been in talk radio. I've been in like news gathering newsrooms not the machine of reality tv and like um the the tears that come with that because there's the filming of it there's the taping of the confessionals the airing the social media response and then the the kind of mass media outlet response and it all is a factor yes and then housewives that know what they're doing whether they're there for say their second season or many seasons right they have, they, they yeah. knew what they were doing. They knew what the they were doing. And I didn't know that there was an expectation of housewives, especially new housewives, I, I think, uh, to kind of operate in a bit of a protective mechanism to existing castmates. And like there was this kind of unspoken code of, you know, shit might have gone down on the season and that's fine. No one's going to say anything until reunion. And then you know, operate in this kind of, like I said, kind of code of protection of one another. No one told me that. I was certainly not out to get anybody, but I was just speaking, you know, off the cuff and what was on my mind at the time in interviews that I did. And I think that was met with strong reaction from my castmates. I think so. You think? (laughs) So that's why you were depressed. I mean, it was just sad. It just, again, I, I, you know, only myself, I guess, and God will ever really know this. It was so far from the positive, um, just warm togetherness that I really thought we had achieved and, you know, that we had just gotten so far from. Did you say yes to Beyond the Edge also, not really just because you were depressed, but more so like, now I film this and there's this narrative and all these mm-hmm. people are saying one thing about me and like, let's show them a different side and of And that's that not me at all. A little bit. Yeah, that's very perceptive of you. Um I think subconsciously that was a part of the calculus, right? It's like I a pet peeve of mine is in not just Housewives, but Housewives, any reality show, um, that whole I got a bad edit. Like I personally think that's 
always bullshit um, in the sense that if you said it, if you did it and it's in the edit, it's a fair edit. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. I've been so busy lately. I've been neglecting so many things in my life and my hair is no exception. I don't even want to tell you how long I've been going between washes and trying out all sorts of freaking new products. But I had finally had enough of this and I'm like, listen, it's time to get serious. And I hit the reset button with Clarifying Detox Shampoo from Way. What I loved almost instantly about Way's Detox Shampoo was it felt my hair afterwards so luxurious, clean, refreshed. I honestly felt like I started to reverse the damage I had done. And I love the smell, rose, lychee, cedarwood, mm, white musk, bergamot, yum. When you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code VELVETROPE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code VELVETROPE. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with keeping my teeth white, white as white, white as possible. Listen, 
I've tried a lot of other things and it's not just that, that they didn't work. I wasn't really sure that the products were so safe. Well, listen, now I've discovered Lumino. Lumino products make me feel healthier, safer, and happier about my smile because my teeth are white. But listen, Lumino isn't just for teeth whitening. Lumino makes toothpaste, mouthwash, and of course, teeth whitening. They use purposeful and uncompromising ingredients such as sea salt, aloe, and coconut oils to clean and brighten my smile. Everything they make is certified non-toxic. That's what I love. No harsh chemicals or bleaches in any of their products. Also, as far as the teeth whitening, it only takes 30 minutes, which is great. And it brightens your smile with no sensitivity. You don't get those little zingers you're used to with other products. Find Lumino on Amazon.com and get $7 off today. That's L-U-M-I-N-E-U-X. Remember, it's spelled with an X so you can X out the harm. Lumino, dedicated to illuminating better ideas in oral care. Now, you could say, and I, I, I can agree, was it um, a comprehensive edit was it a broad edit? Was it a narrow? Sure, we could we could play those semantics. But the point is, is I felt my edit and really our whole season was just very narrow. You know, it was clear that, you know, executive decisions at very high levels made the decision to tell, you know, a pretty narrow story around race and conflict. On top of that, it wasn't a whole lot else going on in New York City because it's COVID, peak shutdown city in the globe, just a hot mess. So... My response to that, David, is not like bitching about a poor edit. Just make new content. You don't you don't like, you know, what the the, the scope of what was shown about your you know dynamic personality, Ebony. Bitch, go to work like Kim Kardashian said, you know, and give the seriously give the people more content to see more of you. That was the thinking. That makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Well, by the time this show is over, do you think people will feel they have a new... I mean, Housewives is a strong... I think an additional. So, so, and by the way, I stand by every single thing I said and did on Roni season 13. Very proud of, of that aspect of me. It's just a narrow aspect. That's all. That's just one part of me. So my goals with Beyond the Edge, and I, I feel very strongly that those that are open to the... Listen, some people are going to, you know, go to their graves with, you know, you know, carrying that chip on their shoulder about whatever their takeaway of 13 was of Roni. And that's fine. God bless you. But for others that go to uh, Beyond the Edge with a sense of curiosity about like, maybe what else is this girl about? Uh, you know, I think they're going to get that. Yeah. I mean, you saw it in C- episode one, you know, vulnerability. Oh, Little Miss A plus lawyer students doesn't actually know everything. Huh? Funny there, you know, and my reckoning with that. Mm-hmm. Well, you cried all of a sudden in episode one. I didn't expect that. Yeah, me. I forgot that I cried in episode one. And my grown ass Dave on the couch last night watching pizza and drinking champagne with two of my New York girlfriends um, cried again. Like I knew what was coming and I still was taken aback with the Ray Lewis back and forth of like my inability historically to trust men, frankly. Um, and now if you, you know, we can all kind of psychoanalyze where that might come from. <clears throat> and, you know, it just, it just, it just uh, took me over to see, you know, that kind of aha moment on my screen in real time. Like, this is what happens when I entertain the opportunity to just say yes to the hand being reached out to me versus my knee jerk for 38 years, which is no, I'm good. What, ha- what, what, what it would life be like if I ex- if accepted the offering of help and I leaned into trust. And that, that was a lot, a lot to see. Sense. Yeah. 
when you got there and you realized like this really is the Panama jungle, like this isn't oh, yeah. like, you know, this isn't a joke. This here. isn't um what's the movie with um You were in the mud, Ebony, you had some problems with the mud. Well, I had the problem was not even the mud per se. It was the fact that there was no bottom in the mud. You know, mm. so it's like if there had been, if it was just like a mud pool, no problem with a, you know, I could stand up and touch the bottom. Then it's just mud, and I'm I'm okay. I, I don't mind getting a little dirty now, David. It was the fact that I was, we were all drowning in the mud. Like it was like quicksand. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So imagine that sensation. I that. Yeah, I don't know that people got that. We, we we weren't just like walking through mud, like you know whatever. No, it was holy shit. Like you your know, feet are dangling. Your feet are dangling, and you are continuing to you know kind of be sucked into wow. this pit. So it was really scary. Yeah. Yes. I so mean, I had no other choice really but to trust Ray Lewis at that point. Um, and I'm glad I did. Did you learn anything from doing the show like about yourself? Oh, a lot. Um, I learned that desp- like that you can't will yourself out of depression is one thing I learned. You know, like I had a lot of talks with Colton Underwood where, you know, Colton – has had, you know, very public bout with his own depression and all the shit that he's gone through. And, you know, he's reconciling that still. But he's like, you know, E, just if you move your body 30 minutes a day, no matter how you feel, um, that's you, you know, kind of doing some of the work to, you know, help yourself get to a better place. And so to this day, I, you know, shout out to Colton. I still do that no matter how good or bad I feel. Um, again, I learned I can have value, David, on a team or in an ensemble for the sake of television or on a, you know, for business, you know, just on a broader team without having to, to know every single thing on the table. Like it's okay to be a team player. It's okay to, to not be the one in charge with all the answers. And that's who I've been for so long and like every aspect of my career, like knowing the person who knows the most in the room and in the jaws of the Panamanian jungle, I knew the least. And I almost went home. I guess I could tell you this. I almost went home before we started. Um, really? Yeah. And not in a like, this is whack. I'm going home. In a after we we had to do um, kind of baseline testing. You know, for for everything from swimming in the ocean, mountain biking. You know, just to kind of make sure that we were all up to the task that they knew were in front of us. After you arrived in. Uh huh. Uh huh. And your girl was struggling like shit to the point where and it was very obvious. It wasn't like a close call. Like. Oh, we've got, you know, the Rays and the Coltons and we've got a few in the middle. No, it was like eight people and then Ebony. And my integrity, really, I want to say, David, was like, okay, if these people are ready for this competition, Ebony, and you just aren't, you maybe need to go home and not hold these people back from winning, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for their charity. Because basically what I was afraid of is that every single team I would get on would lose because of me. And how shitty is that? So uh, I, you know, we had a tough talk right before day one. You and the producers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they convinced you to stay. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Come on now, yeah." Aren't you happy you stayed though? I owe them everything. We and we we um, without giving anything away, there's a point in this season where you know it's a lot of emotion on camera. But when I tell you, David. The tears and the people from production and I'm talking about all the way up to the EP and showrunner and the like it just was really special. Like I felt um, so supported and so much grace and so much faith in me in a way that, that I hadn't earned. That's the difference. Like I, you know, I get shit done. We know this. You know, we're both lawyers. We're both, you know, like very type A. But when you are not performing and people still believe in you, that hits different. Yeah. 
And it doesn't it kind of make you say, wow, like I'm so hard on myself. Yeah, like people can love me without having to earn it. Yeah, I kind of grew up in a achievement modeled household. Yeah, where you earn the love through the A's, through the pageant crowns, through the blue ribbons at the science fair, you know, you earn it. And so getting love like Coach Singletary night one and without earning it was really bizarre to me. Right. Or like today I suck, but wait, I'm bringing my B plus A minus game, but that's still a day that's And I still great. get to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, 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 I totally get it. Yeah. Did you, what was harder, this or Housewives? As I said, I watch what happens live. Um, in different ways, they were both extremely hard. Physically harder, beyond the edge, no question. Emotionally harder was Roni because... Roni and any Housewives cast lacks something that Beyond the Edge has, which is we have a bought-in, um, aligned premise. Every single one of us is there for the exact same reason. We are all there to raise money for worldwide changing charities. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Peloton. It's just that simple. It's my go to for working out. What I love about Peloton, it pushes me with so much new. New on the Peloton Bike and Peloton Bike Plus. I am obsessed with music and that is who can work out without music? Not me. I love that I can work out to music of a single artist, Madonna, Cher, yeah, I know I'm stereotypical, for an entire class. Or you can pick a genre, pop, hip-hop, EDM, 80s. There's over 100 artist series to choose from. And I don't know about you, but I'm not working out anywhere without my favorite music. Peloton is constantly adding new classes. They even have boxing now. Peloton has a workout for every day and every schedule. You could de-stress after a long day with 30 minutes of strength or 20 minutes of cardio, whatever you're craving. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. 
This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Skillshare is the world's largest online community for creativity. Members around the world turn to Skillshare for discovering inspiration, learning new skills, and putting their talents to work in ways that they care about. When I first turned to Skillshare, I wanted to take a class on entrepreneurship, but man, I got lost in the rabbit hole of Skillshare in a really good way. They have so many classes to choose from, and it's such a nurturing, fostering community of creativity. The best the best class that I just took was productivity for creatives. There are freaking not enough hours in the day and I am always trying to find better ways to be creative. I didn't think it was possible, but this class really helped me. And they cover so many categories, illustration, graphic design, photography, lifestyle, productivity, my personal favorite, marketing, music, entrepreneurship. Need I go on? Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash velvet and get a one month free trial. That's one month free at Skillshare.com slash velvet. We are all on Housewives for all different reasons. And therein lies an inherent conflict that I know from my particular cast had huge consequences. Well, other than you, let's take you out of the equation. Please. Just to that yes, sentence. Honey, please. Y'all got some water up in here? Look. <laughs> Seriously. I don't even have coffee. <laughs> it's okay. Well, other than you, yes. what I only see two reasons people would be necessarily on Housewives. But I don't want to put words in it. Like, what, I'm what curious. Is, what do you what think? What are the what reasons is- that someone would be on Housewives other than... Well, other than you. I mean, I only see two, really. So what are they? Money. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Fame. Money. Fame. Money, fame. Yeah. Fame. Mon- I mean, I, I'm, I'm open to other suggestions. Maybe maybe I'm cynical. Maybe No, no, no. But let me ask you this, though. Okay, because we all know the, se- the, the secret. Something to do. I don't know. Well, I will t- I'll tell you this. I was having a conversation with Tiffany Moon. Now, I don't think Tiffany's going to be upset with me saying that the fame and visibility was clearly part of her why. Because we know it wasn't the money. That bitch is rich. Okay, rich, rich. Okay. Um, yeah. So we know that wasn't it. But the visibility and all that was part of it. But I legitimately believe Tiffany, call me naive, when she tells me, Ebony, and she told me this recently on a phone call. I've spoken to her recently, too. She sent me her lovely updated candles. Love that. Me, too, baby. They're I'm right. about to burn Those it tonight. Great, right? They're Those great. Are good candles. And the, did you get the um, Chinese New Year's bag? I think so. She I loves me I more than this... you. She loves me more than no, you. No, I'm have... just kidding. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> I'm kidding, David. I am holding my head in shame because it took me about to open it. Me too. It, nine but... weeks to open. But this I'm the thing, same way. And I told her how excited I was. I was sending because I candles are the way. One of the to ways your heart. Yes, I love that. Okay, good to so know. So shout by out the way. to yes. So shout it, out to I'm me. easy. Just give me a candle. One of the easy things. But, but um, well, I so gave all those different. bitches on my cast candles at Harlem night, and they you know still acted a fool. But anyway, um. This is true. <laughs> I'm just being you know, cheeky. Um, no, but Tiffany's also said that she's like, uh, not Dorinda, um, Freudian slip, put a pin in that. Um, Deandra, uh, her good friend of many years, had been ha- trying to get her to come on the show for years. And she was just like, Tiffany, it's fun. It is fun. And Tiffany, think, look at her life at that point, right? Anesthesiologist working 20 hour days most of the week, two screaming kids at home, lovely husband, but you know, marriage. Um, and so she was like, I could use some fucking fun, some girls trips, some glamour. Some, and she, I think that was absolutely part of her why. And as we all saw, she got none of that. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm yes. not saying that. And again, not to be a total, you know, Debbie fruitcake, you know, silly, you know, come kumbaya person, the fame and the visibility for sure to promote her products. Absolutely. To just raise her profile in ways that we know wealth can't necessarily buy fame 
which is why a lot of very rich people still enjoy this platform. Yes. But I also think the fun was a part of Tiffany's why. That's okay. That's true. I, in I her think, case. In no, her that's, case. that is true. I think yeah. that's a reason you go. I yeah. just think if you know the animal and have studied it, I don't know how many times you get the fun. I think that's as a viewer overall. Is, you have known the inside baseball for a long time, David. If I can, if I may, for those of us who are just on the outside, I don't think of myself as particularly Pollyanna. That was part of my why too. Think about it. I'm coming for years of high stakes news, the election, then the election of a lifetime back in 2016. Part of my why was also fun. It was like I had this and I had one other big thing that was offered to me at the same exact time. And I went, you know, my girlfriend's in North Carolina. I'll tell you this. I was down there visiting for a baby shower. I was like, what do you guys think? And they were like, you need to have some fun. And they're Roni watchers. And they were like, cutting up with Ramona and Lou and all them will be fun. And so I was like, yeah, that, that could be fun. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. It just didn't go down like that. What was this other big thing you were offered? <sighs> um, I just, I, I would be out of turn to speak on it. But let's just say it was, um, you know, it's it's in a role that you guys have seen me on. It, you know, it's out there, you know. Okay. Not in a per- permanent capacity, but, you know, it's it's out there. Do you have any regrets? No, not at all. Not at all. Because I don't, see, I just don't live like that. I'm very much a believer um, in God and believer in divine um pathway and i still stand by you know i i I think it came out today um a piece i i I had an interview with page six where i talked about what i truly believe um was you know the necessity of me to be on roni season 13 whether you liked it you didn't like it you hated it you cringe watched it you hate watch it you didn't watch it at all i really don't give a damn you know progress requires struggle and i think everybody can agree for whatever your reasons um that roni needed some progress in some way that it had gotten a little stuck. And so if you're going to unstick an iconic thing, you know, you might encounter some struggle along the way. And I think that's what season 13 was. Did you learn? What did you learn about yourself from Roni? She did a lot. Um, A, that I was really out of practice with socializing with people outside of my own cherry picked social circle, you know, and I think that is a product of, the times i think that's a product of social media you know like we all kind of live in our echo chambers to some extent so if i wasn't at work a la fox news or cnn or wherever i was working my folks kind of think and function like me so to like be thrown first week of filming into ramona's house you know on her turf literally in the hamptons with not just women who are not black but women who are have their own organic relationship 20 years older than me and a particular kind of New York energy. Yeah, I was I was out of practice, but now I'm in practice. So you're in practice now. Well, I, I also <laughs> think that you learned and I don't want to put words in your sure. mouth. I think that you learned that you won't. Com- and this is kind of what we talked about in this other episode, which mm-hmm. everyone will hear like you won't compromise the things that you believe in or stand for for mm-hmm. anything. TV really? Yeah. No, I, I won't. I won't. I, can't, I guess I wouldn't say I learned that because that part I knew going in. Like, and that's why, like, one of the critiques um, or at least commentaries that I, I've heard out there is like, you know, I enjoy Ebony. I, I think I like Ebony. She just came on a little much for a season one housewife. And the preference would have been to kind of ease into it a lot, like maybe what they felt Garcelle did 
her first season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kind of don't touch anything, set your bags down, get acquainted, let us fill you out. And then season two, you know, even first episode, you know, hey, this is why you don't say this to. Okay. Right. The, the, the reason I, I thought about that approach, because that was very similar to the approach I took at Fox News. You know, I was there for a, five years. That's not a short amount of time. Um, and if you look at my career there, you see more um, assertion, you see more choice, you see more kind of me taking the reins and going where I need to go with my coverage by the fifth year versus the first year, you know, I'm kind of, you know, in other people's spaces and, and you know, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you see me going in and sussing things out before I am overly um, kind of grabbing the wheel. That's yeah. how I'll say that. The reason I didn't do that for Roni season 13 is because, you know, I know enough about Housewives, David. Nothing's promised in the world of Housewives. Nothing. And nothing's promised in life. So that first season might be the only season you get very easily. We've seen plenty ones and dones. And I'd actually made an emotional pact with myself that if I get but this one season, I got to do it on my terms. And if that means I only get the one season, I'm okay with that. At least it was on my terms. What would have been devastating to me and that I could not have lived with is going in for season 13, being all milk toast, not really doing or saying much that mattered and then getting the boot. And then that's it. Right. And then what would that have even been for? Because I know it went for that whack ass check. It was not. <laughs> I, I, I would agree with that. No, I mean, I think that's a good strategy. Yeah. Nothing it's is high stakes. It's, it's like it's, it's like, you know, all the chips in or out, you know. I would agree. Nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So do you think, I mean, because you're not going to sell out or change yourself for the show, do you right. think that the career housewives on any, sure, on any, any franchise, franchise yeah. do you think they just, they have that gene in them? Like, we will do what we have to to stay on the show. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. And I'm not even, I don't think I'm like some negative, cynical person. To, I'm not even Absolutely. saying. And I don't think just, that's even a negative thing, yeah. per se. And I don't think you're saying it negative. I think it's a conditioning of survival. This goes right back. You're proving my point, David. This is exactly what I said to answer your question with, you know, your why. So if you're a career housewife, this is now a legitimate um you know, fundamental part of the lifestyle you live or how your kids may go to private school or your retirement or whatever. That's some real shit. I respect and understand that. It just happens to find itself in conflict because that type of career housewife, David, is going to say preserve the show at all cost. Yes, I I get it. I just can't rock with it because my all cost, you know, moral position is might run askew to the the preservation of the show in that particular way, in the way that has been lucrative for you. Right. Absolutely. And that's what we talked about before, too. It really mm-hmm. just a lot of the times comes down to money, especially if you're a mm-hmm. career housewife. Absolutely. It's big numbers now. It's big numbers. It's big impact. It's big, you know, not just the show check, but all the tangential checks that come from your um, persona on the show. I, I get it. You know, I just can't rock with it. Right. You know, you know, yeah. well, I take it you haven't heard anything about season 14. Actually, Andy just called me. No, <laughs> I'm like, is, is there something? <laughs> just, ah! 
No, not at all. And you you know them to know, meaning then the executives of the network. Like I literally was just, you know, with Andy and he's disciplined and, you know, he's not going to let, you know, anything slip or slide. And I respect it. I, I also don't inquire. I'm a very different kind of like, I don't believe in begging for a job. Um, I don't. Well, that's not true. I did beg for um, a job when I was in my teens. But anyway, uh, but at this point in, in my big age, I don't believe in begging for jobs. I think at this point, you know, they know who I am. They know what I can offer. They know my my kind of boundaries, we'll call them. And when I say them, I'm talking about the network and, and the production company. And I think if they want my services, they certainly know where to find me. Yes, I think people in media like, they know where you are. Absolutely. I'm going to say, I'm not like, hidden, baby. Yeah. You know, I'm right uptown, you know, willing and ready to, you know, um, have some more fun, have much more fun. Yes. You know, a lot of people felt like they were able to see more of that on the um, recent episode of Watch What Happens Live. And that's that's also me. You know, did we see a ton of that on the episode? I mean, excuse me, season 13 edit? Not really. I think a lot of that stuff was swapped out in lieu of what executives thought was, you know, the choice storyline. Right. So it is what it is. And you are only in contact with Sonia. Correct. And how is Miss Sonia Morgan these days? She's good. She's good. Um, we also share, like, there's, we, we have a, uh, like, there's a business professional that we both work with separately, but, you know, we share her in common. And so I was talking to her this morning and, you know, she said Sonia called her with a fun call. Sonia's just great. You hear from Sonia. We were saying Sonia's like, your best auntie slash uncle that comes to the family reunion every four years is the life of the party. And then you don't see them again for another four years. Right. Yeah. That's on you. And we love her. We love her. She's going out on her. Very excited for her. Yeah. I saw um, she's doing her Caprolesque and comedy, like really like true stand up comedy tour, which I think is amazing. Um, and I, I wish her the best. I think that's smart. Yeah, I mean, that's, like I, nine, think, I think, nine days she has. That's yeah, that's major. substantial. And listen, I think people would pay $1,000 just to have dinner with Sonia Morgan. Some people, you know, so monetize that shit. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think UTA is smart to get in on this. And I like, think UTA let's... is very smart. You know, they represent me. So, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Listen, but yeah, no, I'm happy for Zone. Yeah. Do you, well, you wouldn't have done anything different on season 13, regardless of the outcome, whether you're back, no. not back, you yeah. stand by all that. Got, you got to. What kind of person would that make me, right? If I was like, oh, well, knowing that people weren't going to swallow, you know, systemic change, well, never mind. Come on, please. <laughs> if you are not back, are you angry? Are you sad? Are you anything? I'm good. If I'm not back, would I like to be back? I've made no secret of that, David, of course, for, for you know, a variety of reasons. Number one, I like to finish what I start. I think that would just feel, especially with no reunion, I think not being invited back for another opportunity to just kind of complete the natural order of a housewife's experience that includes reunion, that includes the international trips, just fundamental elements of a housewife's journey just weren't there. I just didn't get them. Um, so I think that would be sad and you know, just kind of whack. Um, but again, I made my, I'm at peace. So let me not say I'm good. I'm at peace if I don't get to come back. I, I knew all the time that that was a possibility because of the kind of severe way in which I approached my moral obligation to this platform and to the audience. That makes a lot of sense. Do you still feel then no closure because you didn't have this reunion, you didn't have these trips, 
I mean, I guess those are two different things, but like yeah. the reunion especially. I feel like there's no closure because of the reunion is specifically because to this day, you know, there's outstanding conversations that have never had happened between myself and Ramona, myself and Luann, and at this point, myself and Leah. And if you, you know, we all know this rumor that they left the events when you showed up and who knows whether that's true or not, but... Correct. Who knows? I have no evidence of that. If you ran into them, because I mean, I know Ramona's been in Florida, but you know, things are changing now. That's like what... Mm -hmm. The mask mandate has gone away, so we will probably see Miss Singer again. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she's getting ready to head to Southampton sometime in the next 60 days. Absolutely. You know, like, what would you say to each of those people? Hey, girl. Hey. Like, I'm I'm also still from the South, David. Like, I'm just, I'm not a rude bitch. That's not who I am. So, hey, I'm going to speak. I'm not a fake bitch either. So it's like, hey, Ramona, how you doing? What's been good? What's what's good? And if, you know, in my vernacular, what's good is, what's up? You you got something, you know, do we need to discuss or, or, or are we good? If we're good, I'll accept that, you know? confrontation's not required. Closure's not even required. But a check-in to be like, I'm good with you. Are you good with me? Because if you're not good with me, then we should talk about that. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's, I mean, not, let's not act as if, right? Right. So if you feel a way, if you feel like I threatened your check, or you feel like I cost you $50,000 per reunion episode, or you know you know what the streets say, then yeah. let's be grown and say, and then we can discuss. Do you think... All three of those people feel that you've compromised their check? Yes. Absolutely. And Sonia might feel like that too. Matter of fact, she's just, you know, whatever. She's just working to get some more checks. Good for you, Sonia. Right. She's focused on, like, <laughs> she's focused on new checks. Yeah. Addition, additional checks, I should say. Because I don't think that there's like a, I don't believe in the, um, you know, kind of, end of any of those women i want to be clear about that i I don't believe that i don't listen to any of the gossip i don't believe any of the leaks because i know enough to know that the people who know don't say shit and those who say shit don't know shit and you know that to be true too oh yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i see you know i talk about it on this show at times but i Mm -hmm. see so much stuff and Mm -hmm. i'm just like some of this is just downright, like, I know this this is 0% chance. Yeah, I used to get, you know, again, my elementary days of being a, you know, new, very green housewife. I would get really upset, like, why are they saying this? And it's like, girl, this is the tip of the iceberg. This is, this is actually for the fans. This is actually, in some ways, very good for the show. Because it, it you know, kind of piques interest again. Roni's literally trending today. Roni hasn't been on the air with brand new episodes in over a year. And yet it's, or I guess about a year ago, but it's trending right now on Twitter. What is it? Because of? Because of me, actually. You know, shit. Shit. No, just kidding. I was just just going to say. I'm being fun. But because of my Watch What Happens Live. No, because of the Watch What Happens Live um, episode that I just was on. And, you know, people are guessing, commenting, speculating, good, bad, and other. And actually, I was talking to a friend of mine in the business. And this is something else that I wish um, my castmates understood. Well, at least... Actually, they don't have to understand it because I understand it. And I'm going to tell you who else I think understands it. Candace Dillard. Being like a fan favorite or being popular or liked or even loved on the show is actually extremely irrelevant other than your own personal ego. And that's fine because I'm not saying that we don't all have one and that doesn't feel good. But when it comes to the cementing of the longevity of the show, it takes all kinds. So it takes the villain 
it takes the underdog, it takes the top dog, and it takes the fan favorites. So that whole notion of like canceling people who are not the fan favorite is very silly. A hundred percent. Like yeah. Bravo doesn't care. I mean, Absolutely. They're, they're not listening. I couldn't agree. Like, do more. you think Bravo gives a shit or anybody that matter cares why Roni is trending today? No, they just know that it is. And that is important. And why, and I'm not disagreeing, but why does Miss Candace Dillard understand this? Oh, and I don't know Candace at all. I met her once at Dave's party. She's a gorgeous girl. We share a pageant background. Um, my interaction, I only um, assess people from my in-person interaction with them. Me because, too. I say that all the yeah, time. Yeah, the show is the show, baby. I ain't on your cast. I don't know none of that shit y'all got going. I just know she was lovely to me and I was reciprocally lovely to her. Um, and I've interviewed her actually on my old news show, Revolt Black News, and she was prepared and great. I um, had her on this podcast. I loved her. Yeah. She was wonderful and great to me. Yeah. But, you know, Candace, you know, keeps it hot on Potomac. And, you know, people feel a way about that, good, bad, or indifferent. A lot of, you know, oh, she's this, oh, she's that, and get rid of her. Get rid of her. What are you talking about? Like, that's the, the streets are largely talking because of her. Right. You know, and so I think that's. The sauce. And I think that's what I mean. I think Candace understands that. I don't think she's I don't know her to know. Is she playing that up? Is she not? I don't know. It doesn't matter. What matters is it's working. I agree with all of that. Yeah. Right. Like they get rid of you when you're either just not right for the show. Correct. There's nothing left or there's no more story. You're yeah. really out there mm-hmm. in a scary way, which Correct. it's just I think that's a small there's people I think on that's, that list. there's people, but that's a short list. Right. I but agree. I don't think Candace is anywhere near to being on that list. And Hell so when no. people think Candace that is... and say that it doesn't work that way. Honey, Candace is playing the MGM right now, I think. So she's fine. Yeah. Again, additional checks. She has a tour. She has literally. Music, yeah. You know? And she has, a, I think, a great voice. So, you know, was, and people were really ready to shade that and surprise on you. It's real music. It's it, not yeah. like a housewife. It's like a real album. She actually sang before the yeah. show, unlike some. Is that a reference to anyone in particular? It might be about Luann. I mean, you know, Luann. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being cheeky. You know, this is this is the fun part, actually. This is the fun, shady part that people said they wanted to see more of, which actually, um, you know, Luann and I both exchanged to each other's faces on the finale of season 13. You did. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to run into Ramona, Luann, or Leah, who do you feel you have the most, like, unfinished business with? Unfinished business? Or, like, not resolution, or... I think Leah and I, are, we had resolution. Our last you call. Do? I For oh, me, okay. yeah, I don't I mean, know I... how Leah feels. I haven't talked to Leah since October, um, the day after the Dave Quinn book party. Um I feel it was a productive conversation. I think it was a re- resolute conversation where we were both grown women able to see the limitation and where the inherent conflict of our positioning as it relates to this show lies and it, and it, be accepting of it, David. At least that's where I am. Very accepting right. of like that. Like she heard you and said, I understand yes. your reasons for doing this. And well, now she understand. didn't say all, I don't know if she said all that. But, um, <laughs> but she said I heard, she, she, she had, here. yeah, she said, I, I understand, like, I, I understand what you're saying. Right. And I certainly understand her position. And I did say that to her. I understand your position. I understand your stakes. And I respect your point of view. And I don't think Leah and I can ask much more of each other. Right. Yeah. 
So not Leanne. Yeah, and not not Luann. Luann and I, you know, Luann came up to Harlem. We had a, t- a coffee um, right before I went to shoot the Panama show. So that must have been early September. And, or, uh, no, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, early or mid-September. And it was... <laughs> What was it? It was um. I, I've I've lost all track. I mean, I lost all track of time myself. I know. I'm like, yeah, but it was just um. I think Luann's, you know, go, has a has a clear point of view as to how she sees things, and I accept that. So that's Lou, and Ramona. Last time we saw each other was the Avra dinner that um you know much was made about in the New York uh, not, uh yeah the New York Post page six um and we actually enjoy. I'll tell you this, who I probably have the most fun with when when we have our good days is probably Ramona. Probably is. I think it's just, you know, there's something about our personalities when it's, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. Those two times a day, Ramona and I have a good time together. We really do. Well, you know, she's notorious, as you saw that one time in that. She's notorious when she sees someone in public for just scurrying away. Mm-hmm. I'm not even so sure you guys would have a face-to-face. If you well, I certainly in. wouldn't be trying to engage in it. You know, I mean, I would speak and then, you know, keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, out of Ramona, Sonia, and Luann, who do you, I mean, you're, you're, you have a background in media. Who do you think will be back? Well, we are about to get into it. I mean, let's just face it. You guys have been sitting here this whole chat just wanting to talk about next season. Season 14. Who does Ebony think is going to be back out of Ramona, Luann, Sonia, does Ebony think Leah's going to be back? Does Ebony think she's going to be back? What do we think about season 14? Is season 14 really going to come back? You know it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. We deep dive into that. We talk more about all sorts of other things. So stay tuned for part two coming later this week. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.